Alrighty, welcome back to Sports Headlines. If you guys are new to the channel, make sure you guys like, share, comment, and subscribe over on YouTube. Uh, follow us here on Sportcaster and go to our uh, social media platforms. I'll, I'll type down in the chat very shortly, or Warner can do it because this Friday uh, we have some major stuff coming for you guys, especially on our Instagram. Uh, we have Mr. Randy Washington. I didn't say young this time, Warner. We have Miss Ray Washington joining us uh, to discuss the NBA restart, Kobe, and other things as well. Uh, but yeah, so we have Red's problems here from, uh, well, 27,000 followers. So get him to 30,000 followers on Twitter, please. Uh, and so yeah, we're going to talk about some NL Central, some baseball today. So thank you, Red's problems, for joining us. Hey, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on here. Um, Excited for the season, ready to get it going. It's been a long time waiting, so definitely ready for some baseball. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to applaud every content creator that has something to do with sports. Like how creative you've had, like people have had to get with uh, the content that they put out is crazy. But so let's get started. So the Reds, you can argue, have probably been a rebuild for like the past, what, five years or so, at least 2015. Uh, and Finally, we saw glimpses of it last year, but finally, the Reds may be the favorites in the NL Central. If one of you guys would like to start off talking about, uh, we could focus on the offense or the pitching. Uh, it's really up to you guys. Yeah, I wonder if you want to take it and I'll just go off what you got. Yeah, um, so I've been, I've, I'm a native Cincinnatian, so I've been following the Reds basically ever since I knew what baseball was. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to see um, how we play. I think one of our biggest problems uh, the last few years has either been offense and run production or pitching. We had we had a pretty good offense um, in the early stage of the rebuild, retool, um, and then we had a pretty struggling offense last year and the year before. So um, I like I like bringing in uh, Cassianos and Moustakis. I think Akiyama is going to have a pretty smooth transition to um, the MLB and American baseball coming from Japan. And uh, I'm just I'm excited to see how these younger guys like Senzel and Winker step up in year two, and we'll see what Votto does in this 60 game stretch. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you there. Um, offensively, the team should be far and away approved. Um, just from the growth of Senzel, he should be he looks the best shape he's been in in his entire life. So that's a big thing coming off, you know, the break and what we've had going on. Obviously, Castellanos should just be a doubles and cheap home run machine at Great American Ballpark. There's going to be yeah. no problem for him to hit the ball at the small ballpark. Mustak is going to give you what he's going to give you. There's nothing wrong with that. And this should be where Joey Votto thrives. This is going to be him batting in the two-hole, getting on base, doesn't have to worry about driving in runs, doesn't have to worry about doing too much. It's just, you know, take your walks, get on base, get get on in front of Suarez, get on in front of Castellanos, Mustakis, and just keep the line moving. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, this is Joey Votto's 40th season with the Reds. If you guys are just now watching baseball, uh, back in the 80s when my dad was playing, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, all seriousness, uh, and we're forgetting about like somebody you guys haven't mentioned, which I'm kind of surprised, especially you, you wonder, in Eugenio Suarez. Like, have like this Reds offense is can be really, really good this year. And then you, you're not even talking about 
possibly will MLB.com rank them the third best pitching rotation, probably because of that top three. Like, imagine, like, going into a playoff series. Yeah, like, oh, that's the Reds. Their pitching rotation is terrible. But you got you got Sonny Gray, Castillo, and, and uh, Trevor Barr. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it, my words wasn't coming to me. And another guy but, who, another guy who we didn't mention also is um Aquino. Um, he he had a phenomenal first month, and then uh, in September he really fell off. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to see how well he does. I don't know if he'll hit 14 homers in his first month or whatever uh, he did last year, but I, I'm a, I, I like I like to see what he does. Um, I think the main concern is going to be the outfield defense. But with the added DH slot, that's going to give one of the hitters who's not so good at defense a chance to thrive. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, to touch on your the pitching first, I think the pitching obviously is the best in the NL Central. I don't think anybody can really argue that. The the front three are solid, but then having a guy like Wade Miley, who's a veteran coming into the staff, he can get you five innings. He's not going to pitch you out of games. You know, he might give up two, three, maybe even four runs, but plenty enough for this offense at home or some of the ballparks will play and to score plenty of runs to keep in those kind of games. And then the big question, I think, too, outside of defense, going to be the bullpen. We have good arms in the bullpen, but already early on in these interleague squad, like, scrimmages, they're not they're not pitching well. They're giving up home runs inside the team. You know, Rysel gave up a big home run yesterday to Johanna Suarez. Michael Lorenzen got hit around pretty hard the other day, giving up, like, six runs in a third and a minute inning. So it'll be interesting to see with this restart is the pitching going to lag behind and the hitters take off or is it going to be a pitching dominated beginning so that's going to be a kind of a good dynamic to see early on on how this team starts and how MLB as a whole is going yeah now I don't know if you play baseball person but go ahead Warner go ahead Warner Um, I was going to say I don't know if you (laughs) Go ahead, Warner. Go ahead, Warner. Uh, be quiet. Go ahead. All right. Um, speaking of Iglesias, um, he he came off uh, going into last year. He came off three straight seasons of a sub three ERA, uh, but then he went what three and twelve with a four one six in his um, closer role, and it, it, it's really it, that was a concern to me. He he seemed like he was walking batters, and and then when he had guys on base, he was giving up home runs in untimely situations. So um, I think with Pedro Strope, we'll see how he plays. He's really a two-and-a-half, three-pitch pitcher. But um, I, I, if these Reds pitchers can limit home runs and get, you know, ground balls and soft contact, I think we're going to be very successful. Yeah, so what I was going to say until you rudely interrupted me, Warner. Um, so I don't know, again, I don't know if you personally play baseball, but Warner, I know you do. How do you think, like, the the uh, the cancellation, I guess, and then coming back to baseball, even though baseball probably should have started about a month ago, if we're being completely honest, if Manfred was an idiot. But um, how do you think that will affect the players in, like, getting back into the swing of things? Well, I think they're actually having a really fun time in these inter-squad scrimmages. Um, just, just from watching them, it seems like they're having a blast, um, you know, I, I've seen some uh, spectacular defensive plays. I've seen a lot of home runs. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting. I, th- I think they're going to have to adjust to how the uh, baseballs are going to be used, uh, you know, like throwing it around and then you got to throw it out. 
um, due to due to coronavirus. But I think I think they're just they're having a blast, and I think the scrimmage, the intersquad scrimmages, and the shortened season is just going to cause them to uh, ease up a little bit and relax and just have fun. And I think it's going to be a very entertaining season. Now I don't know if um, you know these players are going to be putting up outstanding numbers, but some players react differently to uh, less stress and a more relaxed climate. Some guys are going to hit close to 400. Some guys are going to hit close to 100. And uh, it just it's it's how it's how these players adjust is going to um, you know decide who comes up in the postseason and, and ultimately in the World Series. You you can give your thoughts if you like Brett's problems. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think everybody at this point is just ready to play from a player standpoint. I think they've been ready to play for a while. So we're just going to get to baseball. And as a whole, they're just going to be ready to go and we're going to play. And from a other standpoint, it's just how the, the crowd noise, you know, piping in the crowd noise, is that going to be a thing? Some people want music. Some people just want to play and hear the crack of the bat. So that'll be an interesting dynamic to see what teams choose what. I know the Reds said today they'll keep Joe Syracuse and doing the PA announcing when the players come up to bat. So that'll be fun. I think that'll keep still the vibe. And you have your walk-up music. But, I mean, we heard already Joey Votto say that he hated the crowd noise getting piped in and didn't want it. And then there's other people in the MLB coming out and saying they kind of got an extra adrenaline boost for it. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see on that aspect, like different parks will do different things. Will it be kind of uniform around? Will there be booing? If, if your pitcher's getting shelled, is there going to be a, a boo sound that's going like to come through? I mean, so there's a lot of things that could, could go on that we're not really sure about with that aspect. But as a whole, I think every player is ready to play. I mean, it's baseball. It's their job. It's what they want to do. It's what they love to do. So at the end of the day, they're going to be out there playing their best. Yeah, certainly. And, yeah, um, so you know, with, uh, with the, with the, um, the noises being, you know, pumped in, played over the PA system, whether it's crowd noises, music, or just nothing, I think that's going to play to a home field advantage sort of climate. Um, you know, as of now, there is still a home field advantage, but there's always, um, you know, a, a, crowd, a buzzing in the crowd. And then, you know, when there's a, when there's a hard hit or, a, or a, um, a big strikeout or a great play, there's always a roar, no matter if you're the home or the way a team. So I think um, with the crowd being taken out of it and either put back in artificially or music being played um, or the PA being, in, uh, being you know, spoken with introducing players, I think that's going to create an interesting home and away dynamic um, to to really make home field advantage uh, all that more important. Yeah, so let's talk about like some of the other teams in the NL Central briefly. Uh, so let's start off with let, let's ignore the Pirates. Let's just de de denounce them. They're, they're relevant. Um, but the Brewers, the Brewers are probably on their last legs with their with arguably the best player in the NL uh, with Christian Yelich. Uh, let's start with you here. Are there is there any chance? And if there is, what are, what do the Brewers have to do to uh, to uh, possibly steal the NL Central? And we can go down the line. So red problems, you can go next, and I can go after. Yeah, um, I think the Brewers are going to be an interesting team. Um, you know, Christian Yelich is, is Christian Yelich, and he's just an all-around stud. But um, seeing how these other players play um, during this 60-game stretch is going to be big. Um, you know, it's not a full season, so you're either going to show all of your weaknesses or you're not going to show any weaknesses. Um, and these younger players or these uh, less experienced at the major league level players, 
So it's it's they're either going to be very competitive and uh, you know not show any weakness and play their best ball and be on a hot streak, or they're going to show their weaknesses like they would in a 162 game schedule or in a full season. Um, and and really, it's I think it's going to be all or nothing, not not sort of an up and down in the road for these younger, less experienced, less talented teams. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, the Brewers are always weird to me because I never think they have good pitching. You know, they got guys like Brandon Woodruff, Adrian Hauser, Brett Anderson. They don't they don't look like good pitchers. They just don't look like they would be the best pitchers in the world. And yet uh, year after year, they get the best out of every one of their pitchers. Obviously, Christian Yelich, Christian Yelich, you don't you don't need to say anything else about him. He's one of the best players in the game. I wish he was on the Reds team. I thought we could have had him a couple years ago. So that. That's something I wish we had. And then Josh Hader's Josh Hader. But after that, you know, there's a lot of big question marks. I mean, if Joey Votto is 40, 50 years old, then Ryan Braun's right there with him. Same thing with Lorenzo <laughs> Cain. But Lorenzo Cain, you still seem to get the best out of him. And then Kesson Hira, I think, is their big, their big X factor. I mean, Kesson Hira has the ability. He's like their next Senzel. You know, he can, he can hit the ball for average. He can hit the ball for power. He fields well. He can play a lot of positions. So I think that's going to be a big X factor for them. Personally, I think – Fourth is where a lot of people project them. Um, I know Baseball Prospectus has them going 29 and 30. So for the Pocota ratings, um, I, d- I definitely could see that being a good good number for them. But I could also see them finishing way worse. But I'm never going to count them out at the moment because I want to count them out every year. And somehow they seem to get the best out of that team. Yeah, uh, you guys almost put it very perfectly. They're, they're, they're a weird team. Like you, like Red Swamps, you just described the Brewers perfectly. It's Yelich. Actually, this may be a stretch, but they're almost like the Angels of the NL. Like you look at them, but, but they execute better. You look at their pitching rotation until maybe this year for the Angels, they're like, how, they're, yeah, they're one of the worst. And then it's just Yelich, and then maybe Lorenzo Kane. And like you said, uh, <clears throat> here, I don't think I pronounced his name right. But they somehow find a way to just win games. Um, Christian Yelich, I think more than ever, is probably have to do a lot more uh, LeBron carrying on his team on his back this year than ever. But if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Christian Yelich. Hopefully he can stay healthy all year. All right. So who's next? Uh, talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh Correct me if I'm wrong, Warner. They did win the division last year. That's correct, right? Yeah, and then they got lost horrendously to the Braves in, in the playoffs. But Yeah. Or, I mean, the Nationals, Nationals, Nationals. Yeah, I just got that wrong. <laughs> I mean, so, you, you should be used to it by now. You should be used to it. I don't know, I don't know, what, I don't know what the confusion is. But anyway, if, if there's a team that probably, like, can challenge the Reds, at least maybe at the front two, assuming Miles McNicholas is where is 2018 form. There's a team that can challenge the Reds in terms of rotation. It's the Cardinals. Uh, I don't care who starts on this one. Warner, Reds problems, I don't care. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, definitely the front two. Uh, Jack Flaherty is one of the best young pitchers in the National League, if not in baseball. Between him and probably Walker Bueller. They're the two best young pitchers in the National League, as much as I love Luis Castillo. I mean, the stuff that Jack Flaherty can throw, his consistency to throw the ball over the plate, even more so than a Castillo, matches up with a Walker Bueller type. And that, that, that's going to be a big ace to have, you know, a guy that can go seven, eight innings almost on any given start. 
their offense is weird to me a little bit. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt is going to be Paul Goldschmidt probably. I mean, he will hit 260. He'll probably hit a, a fair amount of home runs, giant a fair amount of runs. The rest of the guys are kind of guys that aren't really – they're kind of like take-no-talent guys. You know, you don't really hear about them in the stat sheets all the time. But they do their jobs. You know, Tommy Edelman, Paul DeYoung, Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill. It's just they're all kind of like the same type of player, but they all get the job done. They all do their job. And then, you know, obviously Yadier Molina, uh, again, another 55-year-old player in the league. That just seems like he will never go away from playing the Reds. But, I mean, you got to give him his credit. He's one of the best catchers to ever do it from a defensive standpoint, from an offensive standpoint. He's changed his game throughout his career and just become a great player. Could they win the Central? 100%. Um, their back three of their rotation are going to be interesting. I mean, Adam Wainwright, again, is 65 years old, and, you know, he, he's kind of shown a lot of wear and tear and wear down, but maybe can he come out and give you three, four, five innings, get you a long man in there, and then finish it with Andrew Miller? I mean, you, you got options at the end of that bullpen, so it, it'll be interesting to see. Dakota Hudson, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see how he pitches. So, I mean, I think they're an interesting team as well. I think the Reds are better both from an offensive and a pitching standpoint. But I think that from pitching, they're not far behind. It's just what they're going to get out of that offense. is going to be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Warner, remember the, you remember the good old days? Sorry to cut you off. The, like, five-year stretch from Rain White was Adam Rain White. I can't ever say his last name right but uh, Rainwright was just dominating the NL and the MLB, probably a top five pitcher. But uh, before I continue with what I was going to say, go ahead, Warner. Yeah, um, you mentioned Harrison Bader. He he's an interesting player to me. I think he's a he is a young player with a lot of talent. Um, he hit what I think two sixty four, two sixty five uh, in twenty eighteen, but then he hit two two oh five last year. So that was that was a large regression. He had about the same amount of at bats as well. So um, uh, I, I'm interested to see what kind of production they get from him. But they, have, they do have a lot of interesting young players. I think their um, middle of their order is going to be key. If Paul Goldschmidt can, um, you know, do, do his Paul Goldschmidt thing, hit 260, 270, um, drive in a, a good amount of runs for the 60-game stretch and uh, hit, hit, hit his normal amount of home runs, uh, um, they're going to have a solid stable. But then – with um, Matt Carpenter and Paul DeYoung. I think if those two guys perform well, they're going to have a good offense and they're going to score a lot of runs. But um, I think I think it all it all revolves around that middle of the order and then the um, young guys, if they can just hit at a, what, 260, 270 clip, drive in a few runs, hit a few homers, I think they're going to be a, a well-rounded offense. And then with the pitching, I think I heard some rumors earlier in the year that they were going to try to have um, Carlos Martinez start again. Um, and then, of course, you have John Hicks in the back of that bullpen throwing 105 miles an hour. So um, that's going to be tough for for every opponent that has to face him. Um, I think they have a lot of potential. Um, they're they're another kind of boom or bust team, though, like the Brewers. If their guys perform in these 60 game, um, they're they're going to be in the top of the division, the top of the NL Central wins column, um, or just the NL in general. But if they perform poorly in, in, in this, uh, you know, shorter sample size, then I don't believe they're going to they're, – they're going to do anything or threaten anybody. Yeah, I can agree with that. Their bullpen kind of kind of worries me just a little bit. But, I mean, like, especially if Blottery – gosh, what's wrong with me? If Blottery 
can uh, give you, like you pointed out, uh, seven innings. I think I think it'll be fine just enough through 234, had 234 strikeouts last year. And uh, side note, if you guys are in the chat, if you, if you guys want to see, like, we play fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball. With the baseball season starting back, if you guys want to see us do a live fantasy baseball draft, put that in the chat. Uh, I don't know if you play at Red's Problems. You could always join us if you would like. But, yeah, put that in the chat if you guys would be interested. But – Yeah, if I could add something real quick, just – just uh, um, uh, Yesterday, Jordan Hicks, um, at the back of that bullpen, he actually opted out of the year for the Cardinals. He's not playing. Um, he has an underlying condition that he cited, pre-existing condition. So, he's actually not going to play for the Cardinals in the 60-game stretch. So, that's going to be a big loss for them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, thanks for pointing that out. Um, yeah, that is going to be a, a very large loss in the back end of the bullpen. And uh, Andrew Miller is aging, and he's losing a little bit on that fastball. So um, sure. the back end of that bullpen has definitely taken a hit um, with him opting out. Yeah, so next let's go to the Chicago Cubs. If we're talking about, like, offensive firepower, this team might have a little, little bit more offensive firepower than the uh, – in the Reds, you got Javier Baez, top five player. I think we kind of charger. I think we kind of underrate him uh, and not give him enough credit that he deserves. <clears throat> uh, uh, so Warner, I know you're. I know you love your defense. What? what yeah. Um. You know, you got Chris Bryant, you got Javier Baez, and you got Anthony Rizzo in that um, in the infield. So they're all they're gonna. All three of them are going to hit for good power. They're going to drive in runs. Um, they're all pretty good defenders um, at their positions, and um, I think really second base is going to be going to be the one the the one spot that's going to be up for competition. You know, you have Nico Horner, but uh, we'll see how he steps up in his first you know full if you can even call this a full season. Um, and then in in the outfield they have Kyle Schwarber, who's most likely going to DH for him. Uh, Ian Happ, Jason Hayward. Um, and so we'll we'll kind of see how that outfield pans out, but um, they 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 have four real studs um, in in their batting order with Contreras, Rizzo, um, Bryant, and and Baez. So I think they're going to have um, a good offense. And then pitching wise, you know, you Darvish, I think he's going to be pretty effective. Um, also, speaking of very very old pitchers, John Lester um, is. Gosh, I remember back when he was on the Red Sox, so he was elite. Gosh, that feels like so long ago. Yeah, um, so he's looking to have a more of a bounce back year, and then Craig Kendall as well did not have too good of a year last year. But um, we'll, we'll see how this off time really affected him. I, I think he's learned his lesson um, from taking you know all that time off, not playing in spring training, and, and not even playing in the start of the regular season uh, last year. So it's, it's going to be – I think they have the most – a challenge for the first place spot. Um, but I think it's a, really a three-team race in, in the central with the Reds, the Cubs, and the Cardinals. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree. The, the pitching is going to be big for the Cubs. The offense should be there. I mean, the, the hitters are, on paper, the only other team in the central that really matches up to what the Reds should have on paper as well. So from a pitching standpoint, is Lester going to be a Lester of maybe not old, but a Lester of middle ground there that can come – you know, and then they need Darvish to be Darvish. They paid him the money. They, they need him to be kind of an ace to emerge 
out there because they don't really have a true race. I mean, Lester is kind of aging. You know, Kyle Hendricks, Jose Quintana, I mean, they're, they're solid. They're okay. But, you know, they, they need the type of guys that can go out and they need you, Darvish, every fifth day to kind of come out there and say, hey, if we need a win, I'll be the one to get it. Mm-hmm. And that's a kind of but the big thing it's going to come down to is volatility this year i mean you know it, you got to start fast you can't have you can't be swept you can't you can't be getting swept in three four game series that would just be crushing in a 50 game uh 60 game season so the key and then you're only as strong as your weakest link really i mean if you have a kid on your team who goes out and you know like like the nba we've seen with the door dashing and getting stepping outside the bubble and then you're quarantined for 10 days and it starts to rack up these people, you know, or you spread it to your teammates. So I, I've heard bigger talking heads in baseball think that the teams that are older will probably do better when just, you know, they're going to come do their job, go home, not have to worry about, you know, the, the younger kids wanting to go out, out, wanting to, you know, go drink, go get food. They'll just kind of stay in. So I think the Reds fall under that category. I think the Cardinals fall under that category for the most part. I think the Cubs are pretty much for the most part there. So, I mean, I think it should be interesting on that part. But to Warner, Warner's case, uh, I agree. I think the Cubs have the greatest challenge. There's some other, um, outside of Dakota, there's some other big uh, stats and analytic websites that have the Cubs actually winning the division. So, but they're all within half a game, game, game and a half on betting sites, on everything. So it, it should be tight. It should be really fun. That's what's exciting, exciting about the division. All right, Warner, really quickly before I keep going, what are your thoughts about their bullpen? Because I think a theme is the bullpen play, especially with the teams that don't have the elite starters to at least at the top of their rotation. What are your thoughts on the Cubs' bullpen? Um, Well, yeah, as I mentioned, Craig Kimbrell is going to be, I think, a key part. And then also Jeremy Jeffers. He had a pretty good season in 2018 for the Brewers, but then he kind of fell off um, last year. So if, if those two guys can be the setup and the closer for, for the Cubs and their bullpen, they're going to be, you know, uh, they're going to have a good bullpen. Now, whether the starters can get them into the seventh inning uh, instead of the fifth inning um, will, will remain to be seen. But uh, I think the teams uh, that play against them, their best shot to, you know, score runs and break the game open is going to be in that fourth, fifth, sixth inning range um, when, when the starters are getting tired and they have to put in the guy who's, maybe less dominant than a guy like Jeffress or Crimble, Kimbrell, um, assuming those guys play at their their uh, top, their peak form. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, offensively, like you guys both brilliantly pointed out. Uh, um, again, in terms of firepower, Chris Bryant, correct me if I'm wrong, MVP just a couple years ago, Javier Baez, MVP, uh, candidate, um, if they're going to even do an MVP this year, we're being completely honest. Uh, I think the the Cubs, in terms of the NL Central, might benefit the most from the new DH rule. Like, now you can have Kyle Schwarbler, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber, be the DH. And I think he, uh, the, the Cubs really benefit the most out of the NL Central from that. Uh, again, can Darvish be somewhat decent give you six solid innings uh and then can lester give you anything but i think of any of the teams besides the brewers i think this team more than the than the cardinals are the boom or bust team because 
I mean, think of outside of Baez and Bryant, Rizzo's up there in age. Schwarbler is kind of inconsistent. So it's really Baez offensively and Bryant in terms of consistency, especially last year. And then can any one of those top three, uh, Darvish, uh, Kendricks, and um, Lester, can any of those guys give you anything? So I think the Cubs might be the most big boom or bust team, but if they're boom, like if they boom and hit their the their their ceiling, the Cubs could win the NL Central. And uh, one thing to add during the sixty game stretch, um, it it may not seem like a lot of games, but they're playing a lot of games back to back to back, um, up to twenty back uh, twenty straight in twenty days. So I think the injury injury uh, concerns are actually going to go up. And I think when a player gets an off day, it's going to be um, much needed, but I also think it's going to be bigger. So, um, you know, some of these older teams that may benefit from being more disciplined and uh, not breaking quarantine or uh, their so-called bubble-type um, situation um, may benefit them that way, but also the injury risk, I think, is going to increase from these players um, doing so much in, in um, each, day's, each day's time. All right, so we've went through all the teams. If any of you guys think it's absolutely necessary to go over the Pirates, by all means, the floor is yours. Josh Bell? <laughs> He's good. about the Pirates, I do want to say is they, they have interesting young players, but I don't think they're going to be ready to uh, compete this year and maybe not even next year. And even if the young players um, offensively and defensively perform, they still don't have any pitching. So I don't, I don't really think they're going to be a threat um, to any playoff spot. All right. So we've went through the whole NL Central. Let's start with Red's problems. Give us your NL Central standings. Who's winning the NL Central? I'm assuming it's the Pirates, right, based off of our previous conversation. Well, I think when you introduced me having uh, 27,000 followers, I think I might lose about 27,000 followers if I say anybody but the Reds to win the Central. So, But I, I truly believe that the Reds should. Uh, I mean, like I said, the volatility is there. I mean, this is going to be the biggest, you know, crapshoot, if you will, for a season that we're going to ever have in baseball history probably. But I think the Reds are set up. They have the pitching. They have enough arms in the bullpen. They have depth at most positions to where even if we take an injury or a COVID, one person gets out with that. In the outfield, they have plenty of bodies they can throw out there. You know that um, David Bell's already been on record talking about how Kyle Farmer has looked great playing shortstop, and he thinks he should get maybe even full-time reps there at times if Freddie Galvis struggles. Um, Jose Garcia, they've just raved about today at practice and his ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So versatility of this team, I just think, is too good. The starting pitching, um, as you guys said, the playing of Detroit, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh is going to help a lot of these teams. So it's going to be big to get through those games to make sure you win the games you need to win for all these teams that are trying to win this our Central Division and for the Twins, the Indians on the other side, and the White Sox. Those are the games you got to win. You have to beat them as many times as possible because you start dropping games to them and you start losing games to the top of the other division. It, it could be a long season. And then I think the Cardinals finished third. I think the 
Brewers take a bit of a step back, not really making any moves, not really doing anything. Lose much Dawkins, they'll finish fourth, and then the Pirates will round it out. Um, I think the Reds, uh, 31 and a half is the win projected total. I think they'll win 33. So for you betting people out there, I'm, I'm on the over. That's all I got. All right. Warner? Um, yeah, I think I got to go. Uh, the Pirates. It's bike. the Pirates, right? Why are y'all down in the Pirates? <laughs> Putting all my biasness aside, uh, I, I, I got to go with the Reds. Um, as you said, I think they have the best, you know, pitching staff in general. Uh, while they may not have the best pitcher, uh, the best closer, the best ace, but um, I think they have the most well-rounded and uh, most uh, talented pitching staff of any team in the Central. I think they have one of the best um, lineups and offensive firepower of any team in the Central. Uh, besides maybe the Cubs again, if they're firing on, on all cylinders, so I got to I got to take them winning. I think they're gonna be uh, two two and a half three games above the Cubs, who's gonna finish second, and I think the Cardinals are gonna be right there, maybe five or six game back of uh, first, and then uh, four or five games back of second, um, and then the Brewers and the Pirates rounded off just as you said. Um, I, I think you know they, the Brewers lost too many pieces and they didn't replace them with um, much talent at all. So um, I, I think they're going to be fourth, and then, of course, Pirates fifth. You guys are just disrespectful. The Pittsburgh Pirates with Jake Bell, Chris Archer. Yeah. I purposely said Jake Bell. Calm down. But uh, you guys are disrespecting the Pirates. They're going number one. I'm joking. Um, the Cincinnati Reds are going to win the division for the first time since I was a little baby. Um like seriously, like you guys point out, that top three is by itself maybe the best top three in baseball with Gray, Castillo, and Barr. And then you got Di Scafani and Miley to round it out who can give you five to six innings on any given day. And then in terms of firepower, like I already mentioned, and Warner just re-mentioned it, besides maybe the Cubs in the NL Central, they have the best offense in the NL Central. Um I'm going to, second place, I'm going to give it to the Cardinals. Third place, the Cubs, because I think the Cubs are going to be a little bit more bust than boom. Uh, th their pitching, especially that rotation, is such a question mark. Uh, but again, if they get anything out of Lester, Darvish, and Hendricks, Kendricks, whatever his last name is, uh, the Cubs could probably win the division. The Cardinals, I give them the nod for second place. Flattery, uh, probably the best pitcher in the division. And then you know what we're getting out of Paul Goldschmidt and the rest of that offense. And then the Brewers, like you mentioned, who, who, who who's going to help Yelich? Like, you, they lost a lot of players, or a lot of pieces, didn't really replace them. And then the Pirates, uh, unfortunately, are in fifth place. I'm joking. So, looks like we all have the Reds winning, so he's not going to lose 27,000 followers. All right. Uh, one last question. We can start wrapping things up. World Series predictions. Um, well, I've been on record. We made a video um, of, of not having the Reds in the World Series as much as I would love to have them. I think this is probably the best year to um, make a World Series. I think they're, they're um, a favorite. But I, I had the uh, Braves from the NL and – I had, um, I know, I know the trash can is no longer in Houston, but I think they still have a very talented roster and a deep lineup. 
Um, and those guys still played away games and won on the road and still put up uh, pretty good numbers. So, you know, I, I think they're they're going to have a successful year. And even though they lost Garrett Cole, I think their pitching staff is going to be um, serviceable as well. So I have I have those two teams going to the World Series. Isaac Sports just put in the chat, any of you go to play-by-play -play camps? I personally don't. I don't. No, sir. No, we do not. Okay, if you guys Sorry. are active in the Sorry. You got the Pirates winning the division, right? I don't. But uh, put down you guys' World Series predictions in the chat. Go ahead, Reds Problems, with your World Series picks. Uh, I mean, obviously the easy choice would be the Dodgers and the Yankees to play in a World Series if you want to take the cop-out choices. But um, I, I like the Braves, especially getting Yasiel Puig this year, just, just just today. That's a good pickup for them. You know, add to, to kind of take over the spot that uh, Mark Akers is going to be void of now that he's not playing. Uh, for the NL, I think I still like the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are just going to be too good. That pitching staff is phenomenal. I, uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't see how yes. we're going to be able to stop that 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 Dodgers team. Um, on the American League side, I think it's interesting um, because they have teams that can get hot. The, the Twins, if they're hitting the ball, can get really really hot, but they could also not even win the division. So, uh, that being said, I, I think I like that. Astros pick actually I think I'm on kind of on the side of Warner with that one um I think they have something to prove I think a lot of people are kind of against them now and everybody's kind of doubting them thinking that they're not good players because they cheated and did what they did but I mean still Bregman's a stud Altuve's a stud Springer's a stud they have such good Verlander's going to do Verlander things I mean he could be somebody that has a, a one ERA at this whole season and that kind of capabilities so uh, I'll give me Houston and give me the Dodgers. Are we picking a winner or just just who's in it? Pick a winner if you would like. Warner did because he's lazy, but I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing Warner. Uh, uh, I think I have to take the Dodgers. Dodgers and six. Yes. Yes, all the right. But answers. I don't think we'll Thank get you. there if 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 I add that in. I don't think we'll get there if that's if that. Changes. I think the season will. Oh, we didn't touch up on that. So actually, I do have one last question after this. Warner, go ahead. Who's your World Series winner? Um. Well, um, I just wanted to add this one thing. Jordan Alvarez is actually a very interesting player. He wasn't, uh, you know, really with the Trastros too much. He just played last year in his rookie season. I think he's going to be a dynamic player. Play with him. Um, the White Sox are definitely a sleeper team. I think they could steal the division from the Twins. Um, but I think I got to have my World Series winner uh, be the Astros again. Um, I, I don't think the Braves, they have something to prove after um, what they did last year and stunk up the joint in the playoffs. But I, I still think they're too young. And even though they did add Yasiel Puig and have these these big hitters, I, I don't think they're going to be ready just yet. Lamar Jackson has something to prove that he didn't win the World Series. Well, like, who cares that they have something to prove? I mean, not the World Series, the Super Bowl. Who cares that they have something to prove? Um, but I'm going to roll my Dodgers coming out of the NL. Yes, I'm a Dodgers fan, but homegrown, so uh, the Reds, hometown team. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, give me my Dodgers. This, I've said this in a previous video. This is like in the NBA, like the Jordan and the Bulls, they just put out their last dance documentary. 
this is the Dodgers' last chance. Like, they have been probably the best team, at least in the regular season, in the end now for the past five to six years. It has not translated to anything. Kershaw, for the first time last year, showed like he's his, the wheels are falling off. But Walker Buehler uh, showing, like, giving me, like, signs of hope. And then on offense, I mean, and then next year we're going to lose Mookie Betts. So this is probably anyway if he decides to leave. So this is the last chance of my Dodgers in the AL. Give me the Yankees. They're too darn talented to not pick them. Now, I do agree with your point about how, like, the teams, like, the AL can just get really streaky, especially, like, the A's um, <clears throat> or the White Sox, like you pointed out, the Twins. Um but yeah, they just added Garrett Cole, which makes a which makes it even uh even better for them. And they still got Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu, uh Goncarlos can be can stay healthy for the 60 game season. I think they're gonna be the best team in the AL. And my World Series winner, can I be happy for once in my life? The Yankees are gonna be my Dodgers. Unfortunately, uh, I would love I would love to see the Dodgers get one out, but and yeah. Side note: NL, uh, CS, Braves, Dodgers. I think the Reds could get there though. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and speaking of sleeper teams, I think the Astros are also a very uh, interesting sleeper team. Or not the Astros, oh. the Angels. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Angels. Like you just uh, picked uh, you just uh, picked the Astros. Oh, uh, I think. They- <laughs> going to be a very interesting team to watch um, as well as the White Sox this upcoming season. All right, last thing that will let you go. Uh, how optimistic are you about the the season finishing and like getting started and completing the 60-game season to playoffs? Because like, for example, with the NFL, I'm not at all optimistic. The NBA, I'm losing optimism. Uh so yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on, or, your, or what are your optimism, or how optim, how, at black, how optimistic are you about the season restarting, or yeah, starting rather? I mean, I think it starts. So I don't think we'll have a problem starting. I think we're too close at this point. I think it'll start. I think, you know, Buster only is on record saying that he had a five percent chance that it started and a zero percent chance that it finished. Now I think he's more like a fifty percent, sixty percent chance it starts, and still at a zero percent that it finishes. All it takes with this short time frame is one, two teams just getting crushed with the virus and they have to all sit. And the time frame is just so tight of a window. They don't have the luxury of the NBA or the NHL or even the NFL to kind of push things back and keep moving. They, they, they got to get it done. And so I just think that, it, unfortunately, I really hope, I hope I'm wrong, but I just think at some point here, maybe as we get closer to like the middle part of the year, we're going to have a team or two get it. And then we're going to start missing games. People are going to have to back out. And then eventually they're just going to call it. That's my thoughts. I hope not. Yeah. um, I hope not. Um, You, you you know, you got to quarantine for what, 10 to 14 days. And if you're playing 20, 18, 20 games in 20 days, that's that's probably a week or two of games that you're gonna miss, um, if if you get COVID. So um, as you said, I think it is unlikely that they finish, but I'm still optimistic. I'm hoping that they'll finish the season and uh, crown a champion. Yeah, um, I'm gonna keep it short. 
I'm more optimistic about the MLB season finishing than the NFL season. The NFL is like 300 players, like combined. Well, actually, no, that's that's not even a, that's not even close. 53 players per team, more staff. Yeah, I'm I'm more optimistic for the MLB than the NFL. But uh, yeah, so thank you, Reds Problems, for your time, Warner. Thank you for uh, joining me again. Uh, we'll be me and Warner will be back tomorrow. An interview we continues Friday. We'll have Renee Washington uh, to discuss all things NBA restart. Kobe Bryant and more, and potentially the guiltiest charge podcast. So we'll talk about the NF, the AFC uh, West, and put it down in the chat if you guys would like to see us with the MLB season starting in nine days. Like that, like that, that went quick. Uh, now imagine if Manfred wasn't such an idiot. We will be watching baseball right now. But again, thank you, Reds Problems, for joining us. Uh, Warner, talk to you tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow, and. Uh, yeah, any closing remarks from you guys? Go ahead. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. It was fun. Yep. Pleasure is ours. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you for watching Sports Headlines, the most authentic freaking place in sports. We have fun. Baseball starts in nine days. Peace out. Thanks, Warren.